<laughs> Welcome to the Tunnel of Terror. Please join us. That's right, kiddos. It is time again for the Big Kids Show. Thanks for tuning in. It's extra spooky here in the treehouse this week because it is Halloween season. <laughs> Today, kids, we are very excited because we're going to play a little top three action. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell some of your friends about your big, scary, big kid show that you love listening to. This week, we are in the spirit of the season, and we are going to celebrate by talking about some of our favorite scary movies. But we must play within some parameters, right? Because there is a big, beautiful world out there full of of cinemaholics and cinephiles and plenty of movies for all of us. And guess what? Scary movies have been making some great ones for decades now. So we broke it down into one decade in particular. And that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go with the 2010s. So, Mark, and please inform your family and friends Mm -hmm. that that is 2010 to 2019. What century is that again? (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm ready for halloween enough of the halloween shenanigans um today everybody we're going to pick our three favorite scary movies right we we've talked about the ones that are more family friendly in the past even recently here on the big kids show tonight we're going to go for the scary ones so put the kids to bed Hide them away where they will be safe. Turn out the lights. Light a little fire if you got one, if you could put one in the fireplace there. And you got get the popcorn going, maybe an adult Ew. beverage or two to, to sidecar with your movie of choice. And let's, big kids, unveil our top three scary movies of the 20 ends. And we have decided that we're going to start with Mr. B, the scariest of the big kids, will go first. <laughs> well, that just hurts my feelings. It's scary in a good way. Okay. Of course. Like if I, like, you know, if we are at a bar and somebody threatens me, I just point to you and I go, oh, yeah, deal with that. And they're like, and, and nope. my, fir- my first move is headbutt. Headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty scary. <laughs> so kind of a first little tip here with when I worked with the research team, Scary movies nowadays, they're not like the scary movies from the 80s. No. No. Right? So, like, when I think of scary movies, like, a lot of times, it's more of, like, the premise and plot that scares me a little bit more. So, my number three pick, I went with a movie that came out in June of 2013 called The Purge. Ooh. The Purge. Good choice. And I love this premise behind this movie. So, the idea is, like... To kind of like quell all the human angst that one day a year, like no no crime is off limits. Murder, yeah, just whatever. Anarchy. Go nuts with it. And so, and I'm talking about the original Purge. And I know now they've made like, God, three or four of them. And there might even be a TV series. Um, But... This one, I just, again, the premise really brought me in. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, that is terrifying that uh, even if you guys remember in the movie, Ethan Hawke, the main character, like he lives in a nice neighborhood. He even had this like high quality security system for that reason. And even still, 
you get some psychopaths that want to mess with you, they'll figure out how to get past a couple <laughs> gates. Mm-hmm. But what was impressive about this movie is so of how low budget it was. Mm. Yeah. So I did not know this until the research team hit me with the knowledge that the budget was approximately $3 million. Wow. What? And in the box office, it earned like 91 and some change million. Huh. And so the, the one thing that hit me with, I guess, uh, Ethan Hawke was like a friend with the one of the producers and the director. So up front, Ethan Hawke, the star of the movie, uh, he received approximately $3,000 up front, which is probably like what he makes in a day somewhere. But he got back-end profits, and they determined that it was probably – he made more money off this movie than any other movie in his career. Wow. Because of all the back-end stuff. But mm-hmm. I thought that was impressive. Um, and they shot this film in only like 19 days. If you remember, they really focused – instead of like watching like like a whole city, they focused on like one neighborhood and household. Yeah. Which I thought that's what made it cheaper. Um, but so the director was James DeMonico, and he credits the idea of this film because him and his wife were driving on the freeway and like a drunk driver cutting them off, cut them off and almost killed them. They stopped the cars. The drunk driver like had no remorse. Apparently, the uh, director, James De- DeMonico, like almost I think was gotten a fist fight with the guy. Wow. And his wife said something. She's like, how great would it be to have one free murder a year? Ooh. 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 Well, you don't well, have that on the record. That. Well, he he later stated he's like he's like I felt bad at being that he's like because normally my wife is a very sweet woman. I swear, if she doesn't want to murder you, she's the sweetest lady well, you've but ever met. Th- but think about when, record. Yeah, when some drunk person almost kills you and your loved uh, one, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you, you cross the line. But I I love the purge. I love the premise. I it was just terrifying that like even these the neighbors that you have barbecues with are next going to show up and be like, uh, I'm going to kill you. So <laughs> admission time, I have not seen the purge. Let me jump on your back here, sir. I've Real not quick, seen one, it. One last thing before. You've never seen it either. I've not seen it either. And here's what? A, I, what? listen, <laughs> I want to be clear. I desire to see it. Me too. That's what I was about to say. Like it's every time I go looking for one to watch on like a streaming service, I'm getting ones that are more recent. And I want to start yes. with the first one. Exactly. I keep getting like the newest ones. And I'm like, I, everything good that I've heard has been about the original one, like the original yes. one that everybody has said, like, that's the one you want to watch, but I struggle to find it. And I always end up with the purge 74. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think, I think there's maybe three or four yeah, like, kind of knockoffs. Hey, you can buy it on Amazon or rent it for three ninety nine, buddy. I'll, yeah. I'll pay for it. So it's worth the three ninety nine. To me, it definitely is just okay. the premise alone is what's scary. And then there's some really kind of scary scenes of, like, I don't know. I just, I love that movie. Like, it's, I don't know, something about it just got me. Big Nick, we might have to get a large blanket on the big kid couch and uh, curl up and watch the, <laughs> the can, I, can I, can I watch it with you too? Like, I mean, of course. Okay. As long as you promise not to tell us what's going to happen next. Yes, I, I can't right. guarantee that. Right. I'll be like, hey, spoiler free uh, <laughs> <laughs> announcement there. Yeah, I, I kept it pretty vanilla, but it's just the, the, premise alone makes this my number three the purge that's a good choice again like just basically because i remember when it 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 was announced and i saw the trailer and i remember thinking when i saw the trailer 
this is either going to be really awesome or yep. absolutely freaking terrible. Like, I, you know I, what I mean? Like, and I, I think when they made it, they kind of thought that too, hence the super small budget. Yeah, I mean, and everything I heard was positive. Like I didn't really hear anything negative. So I, yeah, I'm going to have to go big Nick. We got to make that happen, man. We will we get our purge on. And I'll tell you what, like I love some scary movies any time of the year, but this time of year, like I'm so glad that we talked about the family friendly Halloween movies and I don't know what it is about the month of October. It's like, it starts to get dark a little earlier. It's perfect for movie night and movies have become so great at home, right? In the last 10, 20 years. Oh yeah. With our, we have all have now have amazing TVs and sound systems and that are affordable. I mean, you're right, buddy. And here, here's the best part. Right. Like you, you can never fully replace the movie theater experience, the the big screen with their sound and you get the other people that you don't know when they're going to jump or the noises. Yeah. They're make. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. The movies nowadays don't scare me so much. It's usually the weirdo sitting next to me that's scared of everything that jumps <laughs> randomly. But the best part, you know, with all the comforts of home, but the added bonus is. You can hit the pause button, right? Like if you, I got, I got to pee. <laughs> yeah, you cannot hit the pause button when you are at the movie theater. Like I, I tried that once at the theater; they did not. They frowned upon it. I was like, "Can you stop the movie? I got to pee." I'm also going to get some popcorn and some uh, some, some intermission. Bring you should do. Jug. Bring you should do like jug. a 15 minute, 20 minute intermission. But everybody's oh. in such a hurry these days. All right. Speaking of hurry, let's move it along here. Sweetwater, Mark, you are up. Your first selection, your number three choice for your top three scariest movies of the 2010s. <laughs> so this was a movie I have probably, I, I actually, this is the most recent one I've seen from the three that are on my list. Um, and there is a sequel to this one that I actually went and watched as well. Um, but I'm going to go with the original for the list here today boys and <clears throat> it's one that came out in 2018 and i just saw it this year so i don't know what it is with me like i used to absolutely love horror movies like love like just totally into them um something has happened to me over the past four or five years, Uh-oh. you had kids and got soft. Yeah, I got soft, soft. man. I don't have the tolerance I used to. For soft water, stuff. Mark. Soft, <laughs> soft water. <laughs> Not as sweet as it sounds. Oh, that's his new nickname. It's soft, soft water, water, Mark. Oh man, it's uh, it's kind of sad because like I still love the jump scares, but man, I, there is something about you know being in the house and having kids you got to protect it, it makes you a little jumpier it makes you a little more on edge i guess maybe um but uh but it, it, it took me a while to see this one again very good critical acclaim the thing that was odd about this movie there wasn't a lot of talking and that's going to be a quiet place Ooh, quality pick choice. buddy I'd love it any choice. office fans out there will know mr uh Mr. Jim, Mr. Krasinski is uh, is one of the, the mainstays in this one. Um, and, you know, honestly, I, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. Um, Emily Blunt, amazing in this movie. John Krasinski, amazing in this movie. The two kids. Their husband amazing. and wife, by the way. Yes. That's right. They are. I forgot husband about that. Husband and wife. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it shows they got good, they had good on screen, you know, so chemistry. I, so. I, I, so didn't he direct the movie or did? Yes. So he was the director, John Krasinski. So that is the first time in their relationship that he got her to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee he did not do that. He did not. <laughs> wow no comment from uh from the peanut gallery over here <laughs> no comment from the happily married man <laughs> have you guys both seen this movie oh yes oh yeah I okay, okay. Love so i'm gonna throw a few place. spoilers out i've here. not so anybody... seen the sequel i've not seen the sequel okay, so i won't say anything about the sequel but but any anybody who has not seen this you may want to fast forward maybe two minutes but um the scene in the beginning where the little kid has the toy truck at the end of the bridge. Yep. Oh, horrifying. Dude, horrifying. Like, and especially a dad of a kid that's the same age. Like, dude, literally, like, I felt like my heart got, like, punched. Somebody did, like, the, uh, who's the guy from Mortal Kombat who reached into your chest oh, and yeah. finish like, him, finish him, pulls the heart out and holds it up. Fatality. Oh, dude, like, that scene fucked me up for half the movie. Like I was still thinking about it like halfway into the movie. Well, I was like, and I love that they did that so early. I mean, they kind of, they hit you with like a holy crap moment. You need a hook. Within like, that was like the first maybe 15 minutes. Who thought they were going to kill the youngest kid in the movie? Like right off the bat. And you're like, Oh shit. Like it reminds me of the walking dead. When you first started watching the first season of the walking dead and they started killing off people and you're like, they'll kill anybody. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like these writers are ruthless. They're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> but I love I feel like a movie a movie like this. So anybody that's not familiar with it, sightless aliens with really good hearing and basically impenetrable armor plating take over the planet, kill a lot of the human population. Um so they can't talk the whole movie, hence A Quiet Place. So there's really like no talking. There's a lot of sign language. You can't really make any noise at all, not just exactly. the talking. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like no rustling. No, I mean, it's like yeah. they got Literally super hearing these yeah. crazy aliens. It's a, it's a pretty original. I mean, maybe there's another horror movie I'm not aware of, but it's a pretty original premise. Like I was pretty impressed with that. And I was like, how good can you make a movie where nobody talks? I think that's what kept me away from it. But I'm glad I dove into it. And Big Nick you will like the sequel. Like the sequel okay. is on par with the original. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's really well done, but, um, but no, just the way that they ended it. And I won't spoil the ending for anybody that made it tune back in, but just the way that they handled everything. I, I thought it just, it was from front to back. It was just really well done, really well wrapped up. And then the way they go into the second one, um, just very nicely done. So that's my choice, boys, a quiet place. Uh, kudos to John Krasinski and again shout out to Emily Blunt fantastic in this movie um, highly recommend it love the pick and, and love that movie buddy yeah. well and then John Krasinski he's like you know what honey that uh, eight weeks that we spent together that you didn't talk to me shooting that first movie was the best time of our relationship I say we do it again let's let's go out and do it again round two round, round two, two. You know what? This is one that I don't see a lot of movies in the theater anymore. Obviously, since 2020, you know, things changed a little bit. But I, I, I would like to get back. But I feel like this would have been one that if you went to a movie theater where you had respectful patrons that aren't, you know, taking phone calls and doing all that crazy jazz, this would have been very suspenseful in the theater. As quiet as the movie yes. is, and oh, as dead quiet as everybody would have been in that theater. Like that would be 
If they I, ever re-release this in the theater, I may go back and, and like I've, watch. There's it. something like where there's no dialogue for literally like the first like 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but it's something where like even you're like, I remember when we first watched it, I kept turning my TV up, like, am I missing something? And it's like, no, they're purposely <laughs> quiet, and and that's what creates the suspense of that. Once it finally gets yes. loud, you're like, <laughs> and it's, when it's, like even the sm- the smallest sound, you literally go, oh shit. <laughs> you're like it, oh my god it's <laughs> it's funny how something so simplistic like that that it does it makes this is it, it's so suspenseful the silence of the movie that you the, as the viewer i was on eggshells the entire time i'm like yes. do not nobody make a damn like even in my house i'm like i need my house as the viewer <laughs> to be quiet like you were shushing people I, so uh we should give credit where credit is due. And uh, Mr. Jim Helper also was co-writer for the uh, movie yes. as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite involved. That was a great pick, buddy. Love it. Great pick by Mr. B. Also great pick by Mr. Softwater Mark. Softwater Mark. Next up, uh, we have the big <laughs> Nick pick. Uh, before we get to the big Nick pick, I have to give a shout out. We have a comment a commenter to discuss here. Oh, uh, usually yeah. we just give a shout out and we just, and we, we read your comments. So if you want to comment on the show, give us a five-star review, leave us a positive review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to the big kids show, we will shout you out this week. Gentlemen, this one we're going to have to discuss. It comes in from a one Ian shekels. Okay. And that guy? I see you shekels. Um, and Mr. Shekels writes, uh, and he's responding to our recent, this would have been like August, July, late July. We did an episode where we pick our top three favorite fictional attorneys to represent each of us, to keep us out of prison or, or save us from a, a lawsuit. Um, and so it was 1990s fictional legal Council that we were seeking. So this would be people from movies and TVs and or from TV and movies. Sorry. And so Ian Shekels says, I usually listen to this on a different app, but I signed up for this one just so I could comment. How could you leave off Dan Fielding from Night Court? Now, Night Court was a fine show and that was one of the better characters. So I agree Cheers with Shekels. However, he continues to say, I have been making a list of grievances against all of you guys secretly, (laughs) just in case you have me on. Okay, so here you go, Shekels. We have many different ways that you can reach out to the show, right? At the Big Kid Show on Twitter or X or whatever Elon Musk wants to call it these days. (laughs) Shekels, I see you, buddy. You reach out to me at TCGNIC. At TCGNIC on X, direct message me, and we will figure out how to have you on for an airing of the grievances. Airing of the grievances. And then we will do the feats of strength. That's yeah. right. We want to know what kind of problems you have yeah, with us. Was, we'll discuss them. I got and some we'll, problems with you people. Yeah, a lot of problems with you people. Uh, no, but regardless, thank you for the comment there, Shekels, and everybody else. Please listen, subscribe, tell your friends, and encourage uh, all of you to leave us a positive review. It does really help out the show. Okay. And tell us, uh, real quick, Big Nick, and tell us how much you hate our choices as well. So. <laughs> That doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt. It we we need feelings. the feedback. 
the big Nick pick, I'm going to go for my number three pick here, boys and girls. And I went with a movie called Halloween. And that is the 2018 film mm. Halloween. Now, I, this is my favorite of the slasher film franchises. Okay. And one thing that I do love about this is that they have a weird timeline because there's like 13 or 14 of these Halloween movies, maybe even 15 or 16 at this point. I've, I've lost count. I know there's a bunch. There are only, when this movie came out, there were only a few that, that featured Jamie Lee Curtis. So if you were to follow that timeline, that actually shrinks the franchise quite a bit. And I thought the Halloween 2018 film was a breath of fresh air for this franchise. Uh, it was so great to have Jamie Lee Curtis back in the role. And She's then great. this was, we we're discussing writers uh, they, they, this is credited for having three writers. Danny McBride is one of the writers for uh, <laughs> oh, best Kenny, known for Kenny, fuck, Kenny fucking Powers. Kenny fucking Powers. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, in particular, I like that it kind of went back to the roots of the tr more traditional Halloween movies, where you see Mike Myers. He he is in the insane asylum. He manages to bust out of there again, as we've seen him do before in previous movies. But there is a bathroom scene at like a gas station or a truck stop. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. I saw it in the theater. That scene right there is it, it's it's weird because it's almost like true crime meets horror fiction. Like it, it, it's it's startling. Um, and I will say this, like, I'm kind of the opposite of soft water, Mark. I don't want to pretend like I'm some big tough guy because I'm, I'm certainly not. Look, hey, Big Nick, lover, not a fighter, baby. Lover, not a fighter, right? I am a man of peace, right? I'm about bringing people together, friendship. Let's all be friends. Let's all hang out. Live and let live, people. But it's very difficult for Big Nick to find a movie that scares him these days. Uh, when I was a little kid, I, I scary movies easily terrified me, but I loved that feeling for some strange reason. And today, like, I love it even better. If I can get an empty house, no lights on, I'm hoping that something scares me. Like, I don't mind getting a little paranoid and being the guy that's like, you know what? I'm going to close all the blinds now because I'm convinced there's somebody looking in my window. I, I strangely like that weird feeling. But anyway, so the movies here, I'm picking them more off of just pure joy and not so much as much as they, the, the scare factor because it just – not a lot of scare factor here. My Here's one thing, though, that I don't like about Halloween. They featured true crime podcasters. I swear every like murder, mystery, and scary movie that you tune into these days, they're working podcasters in a character that's a podcaster <laughs> or a group of podcasters that are always like annoying little nerdy white people. Um, and I'm starting – maybe – is that what we are? Are we nerdy little white people? No. I mean, I don't think – wait, Nick. What is that over your left shoulder? <gasps> Look behind you, quick! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did I did really enjoy this movie, and I loved seeing it in the theater. One big factor that was great was something we taught, touched on earlier. I had the very I had two women sitting sitting next to me, delightful people. 
I even spoke to him briefly before the lights went down and they showed the trailers. But I could tell easy early on, like they they were telling me they're like, yeah, each week we come to the movies together. She picks a movie and I pick a movie, but we've run out of movies. So we're here. Neither of us picked this one. We picked it at a default. It's the only movie in the theater that we've not seen. I said, oh, I think you'll like it. This is a great franchise. You must be big uh, Mike Myers fans. Both of them look at me. They go, no, we are terrified of scary movies. And I thought, yes, they're going to be so jumpy and so on edge the whole time. And I'm telling you, man. Every time somebody farted the wrong way, these two women jumped out of their seats. And I just enjoyed every moment of it. They they started scaring me a little bit with their uneasiness and their un- unpredictableness of when they were going to jump. They're jumping at parts that were not. There's not even anything terrifying going on. So yeah, uh, kudos good. to those wonderful women wherever they are. Halloween, the 2018 film, is the Big Nick number three pick. It's a good choice, man. I mean, I feel like with Halloween, you really can't go wrong. No, um, they're always uh, done well. I, I mean, there's been the a couple, part, couple, a couple flops, but I mean, you throw in there's Jamie Lee Curtis, flops, yeah. and it's she. She yeah. always is a champion. So yeah, no, I, I think if you if you have her involved, maybe I should be specific because if you have her involved, I just, I, I'm a huge Jamie Lee Curtis fan. I think she does a great job, and I love that she came back for the 2018 remake. Agreed. Um, but no, that's that's a super quality. Super quality pick. And and our boy Paul Rudd, one of his big screen, I think it might have been his big screen debut was one of the old Halloween movies. Maybe Halloween four or five, one that wasn't so critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, Paul yeah, Rudd. He, Paul Rudd, also sexiest man alive at Look one at point. Look at us. A little old now, a little <laughs> long in the tooth, right? He was the sexiest man alive in 2021. All right, still rocking it. Shout out to Rudd. Keep okay. Rudd. Mr. B, you're up next. Scariest movie of 2010. So we have or two. We have a lot of smart people on the show. And I'm also going to go with A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Marcus, you nailed it. That movie Shh. was awesome. Shh. Yeah. Uh, I You said everything that I could have said. The one thing I also thought was very impressive about this uh, movie was it was a pretty low-budget film also. This was a budget of about $17 million. Mm-hmm. Which is box, crazy. That's considered low-budget. Box office today. Box office over $340 million. Ooh-wee. And the one, Jim. The, the one thing I thought was really cool, too, is that so the uh, oldest daughter, she actually is uh, deaf. Yeah, I thought I read that. Yeah, Which so I, she, it's kind of I mean, cool. I mean, you know, to- I, I love that they cast someone because she was doing sign language in the film, and mm-hmm. there was a big thing of including uh, ASL American Sign Language through the film. Yep. But I also thought what was really cool was that um, John Krasinski himself actually like the the scary creatures. Mm-hmm. He actually played like he played the creature in motion cat in a motion capture suit. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. So again, I think because the budget was so little, he's like, he's like, no, screw it, I'll do it. Put and me he, in the suit. <laughs> and he would put that suit on, and like, and then they would CGI the creature. And I just thought that was really awesome. That you know, a guy that was not only the director but also a writer and an actor. He's like, you know what? Hey, I'm let bring the thunder. Let's do it all. That's pretty sweet. And there, there was a quote from Stephen King. I know Big Nick's a fan of Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, said, Stephen King, A Quiet Place is an extraordinary piece of work. Terrific acting, but the main thing is the silence and how it makes the camera's eye open wide 
and a few very movies manage. So mm-hmm. I just credit to that movie. Mark, you're a smart man for picking that. That was Thanks, my sir. number two was A Quiet Place. And uh, I also read, I think the there was, a, there was a sequel you guys talked about, and there's actually a two more sequels coming up soon. Where the hell? Oh, really? They? Yeah. Big Kid Research That's Team, awesome. they threw my notes at me all shuffled and jumbled. That's okay. I do want to point out okay. here, Mr. B, we talk about the box office and the movie theater experience. If you leave your phone on during a quiet place, super dick move. Super. Oh, that's dick a, you should just leave the theater. That's a jerk move. Get I will slap it. that phone out of your hand. Out of your yeah. And then headbutt you. Yeah, we know. We Although like that's even better than uh, don't be the, the person. I've seen the videos of people taking the phone call during the movie. Not even to say, <laughs> "Hey, I gotta call you back." <laughs> no, don't don't do that, dude. Just walk out of the theater, man. Yeah, I mean, unless, unless you're like a heart surgeon or something that you exactly. like, then come on, bro. The president said, "What? Okay, I'm on my way. All I right, think, we'll, we'll let that yeah. slide." I tell you what, from now on, Mister B, when if I accidentally leave my phone on, I'm going to pull the heart surgeon move. Sorry, heart surgeon. Nice. And, and, and excuse that, myself. That's acceptable. If you're excuse, or or a neurologist, maybe the I'll only excuse myself, and then I'll come back with some popcorn, and they'll be like. I thought you were a heart surgeon, emergency call. It was too late. We already yeah. lost him. Or it'd be like, hey, I, fi- I fixed the problem with my voice. I fixed it. I walked, I walked the janitor through it. Oh, yeah, what you're going to need to do is you're going to make an incision here and stitch him up and then done. Big Nick, solving oh, problems. Yeah. Bingo, bango, <laughs> jingo, jango, all solved, right? That's hilarious. Don't forget to put the Levi... 501 zipper right there. On the right. <laughs> Easy access. <laughs> Easy. All right. All right. You know, it's a fine choice when we got two out of three big kids choosing that one. Hey, oh, yeah. Nick still may have that one on his list. Did you see the sequel? You saw the sequel, correct? I did. And I, I love the sequel. I, I, I just, I feel like it was really well written too. Like that's yeah. to me, like I, I can engage the writing a lot more and I'm like, wow, it was just done really well. I feel like with horror movies, that's where some of the, the, like you can have a good premise, it's executed well, and then about halfway through the movie, it kind of falls off a cliff. Agreed. Well said. You're like, oh man, it did that thing yeah. that horror this, movies this one, tend to do. Bo- this one and the sequel keep you going, and you're like, ooh, what's going to happen here? And, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the future movies that they're going to come out here soon. I agree. Yep. All right, Mr. Mark, give us your number two pick. Number two, boys. This was um, this was one that barely made it into this century. Um, <laughs> 2010, that is. <laughs> century of 2010. 1901. That's right. Back when filmmaking was an art form. Um, no, so this came out in 2010. It um, It's a sequel. I probably would have picked the original if it would have fallen into our time category, but I think this one equally falls in. And this one... So let me explain it this way. I don't think this is a better movie than A Quiet Place. But I think it hit me specifically differently okay. than, a, okay. than A Quiet Place. I does. like Respect that. It. I like that. Respect. If that makes sense. Respect. Because um, you know how that is with horror movies. Sometimes they hit you a little closer to home. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, man, that one kind of gave me the the uneasy, the queasy feeling a little bit. And that's kind of where this one hit me. And that would be one 
Paranormal Activity 2. Oh, all right. Paranormal Activity. So the first Paranormal Activity, I loved. Absolutely loved that movie. I thought it was super, super well done. Um, The second one, for those who haven't seen it, basically there's a burglary that that takes place. Um, The house gets trashed, and there's an infant son in the house that basically gets untouched. There's a necklace that gets stolen. There's a housekeeper and a nanny that like senses some evil spirits and tries to get rid of it. The dad fires the nanny, which that was a bad choice. Shameful. Um, And the dad starts to like see the footage and some strange things. Um, But all in all, it, it comes down to a whole lot of creepy stuff that revolves around a German shepherd dog, um, Abby and a little kid. And like, you want to talk about soft water, Mark with now that I got kids again, you, you mess with an animal in a movie, you mess with a little kid in a movie. You're like crushing my spirit completely. And that's what happens in this movie. And it absolutely crushed me. And I think what, effed me up more than anything about this was after I had my kids looking at a baby monitor, you'll never look at it the same way after watching this movie. (laughs) Like ever. I swear to God, like I cannot tell you how many times I looked at the baby monitor of my kids and was like waiting for some paranormal activity shit to happen. (laughs) Just, (laughs) just waiting. Like the kid, the scene, there's a a scene where the kid gets like dragged across the crib, like where nobody's in there. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And the dog is like growling, you know, at the other Mm -hmm. side of the door. And like, there's just some stuff. And anybody out there with young kids, anytime they've woken up, looked around, and then looked directly at the camera and the way that light hits them sometimes their eyes light up like yeah. flashing coins, the creepiest freaking thing you will ever see in your entire life. So not only was this movie scary, it haunted me for years after oh, yeah. every time it was like two in the morning and I heard a noise and I'm looking at the baby monitor. I'm like, Nope, just going in there. I'm not even going to look yeah. at the baby monitor. Well, Mark's going to, he's punching ghosts right Dude, in the I'm, face. I'm coming in strapped, ready to roll. Like who's messing with my kid? Ghostbuster style. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, busting makes me feel good. That's right. Makes you feel good. So, but I I just, I love the premise of the paranormal activity in the sense of there's a lot of kind of like in the sense of the quiet place, a lot of just like quiet. Yeah. Like very waiting, subtle, subtle little scares, you know, like where you're you're just waiting. Yeah. And it's just that, that kind of cloak of what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. I know it's about to happen. And then it happens and it still scares the shit out of you. So. Well played, buddy. I love that pick. And that one, I of course, I haven't seen that in a while, but I remember also feeling just like, like I feel weird now that I you watch. You feel uneasy in your own house after watching it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So just quick backstory. I watched this with a buddy of mine at his house and I came back late. Like it was like one in the morning when I got home to a completely dark house, completely silent. <laughs> Dude, I, I did not sleep well that night. Let's put it that way. Did not sleep well. (laughs) 
soft quality water pig, mark buddy. Yes, he's he's extra soft water mark now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. He's a family man. He's you know, <laughs> doing his thing. Hey, All right. Nick, Fan- fantastic pick. Uh, moving on, we got Big Nick's second pick here. This one, I, look, you know, you mentioned the word sequel, and I technically online this movie is called a sequel i don't love calling it a sequel and i'll tell you why here boys technically the definition of sequel is a work of literature film theater television music or video game that continues a story of so that fits but but then technically under that definition isn't the last chapter of any book a sequel it's just continuing the story of or expands upon some earlier work well this is not an earlier work because my choice is going to be it chapter two. And while it's described as a sequel, I don't look at it as a sequel because look, when you're, when the original work is just so darn good that you know, in advance, it's going to have to be two films. Is that really a sequel when you know, going into it, it's going to be two films. See, Mm. I, to me, that's not a sequel. It's just the second part of the book. It's right. You're finishing up the story. I can see that logic. I, I don't disagree. Quality now, pick. And, and I, I thought they did the It series, the recent one, awesomely. Spectacular. It, they, I thought they did a fantastic job with it. It was the right amount of scary. This one might be, for reasons that, that are too long to explain here, might be the actual scariest choice that I have here. Uh, okay. But so... I did enjoy, I thought the second one was scarier than the first one. And I do love the, going back old school when the main characters are all children. But I, mm. but then they all grow up. I love the casting in this one. Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa. Many people may not know this. Isaiah Mustafa played wide receiver in college and had a three-year career on practice squads in the NFL. So one athletic mm. dude at that. Uh, and a fine actor. So uh, James McAvoy, Chastain, Bill Hader, fine choices of uh, casting. And the story, of course, it's it's Stephen King. So it goes without saying it's a fantastic <laughs> story. And look, it, they label this as a supernatural horror film. Um, it's every bit horror film. But I think one thing that gets lost in the sauce about my man Stephen King is most of his stories, the overwhelming majority of his stories are far more f- science fiction than they are horror. Most of them have that horror yeah. twist or the horror elements, but they are definitely yeah. science fiction movies. And this one is too. And if you haven't seen it yet, or if you haven't read the book, we're not going to go into too many reasons why. But uh, this movie was extra violent. I made a, a uh, I purposely saw both of them in the theater and some of some movies you just know you got to see it in the theater the first time mm-hmm. and this one was so good I, like i've said on previous shows i rarely watch a movie for the second time both of these i watched a second time at home to get that experience again if you haven't watched it yet both of them are a little lengthy you know i would love to sit down and watch them back to back but look it's a halloween season if you find yourself with maybe a thursday and friday not a whole lot on the calendar you wait till that sun goes down, baby. You watch the first one on Thursday, and if you can handle it, you come back and watch the second one on Friday. Uh, Stephen King's It and the original, which does not not allowed to choose in our game here tonight, boys, but uh, we've discussed it in the past, also a fine film. 
Yes. Quality pick, and you're right. Just done well and quite scary. So I love that pick, buddy. Excellent. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Nick. I think the second one was scarier than the first, even though I looked forward to seeing the first more. Like I was just, and probably just because it was the first one that there was the re remake. I may be in the minority here, though. I I don't know if I liked the clown as much as everybody else. I Well, that's because you held the first clown in such I, high regard. Dude, and I tell you what, I think I do think I agree with you. I why I love a lot of while I love a lot of the CGI with the current clown. Um I thought the first clown was the better of the two clowns. And it's funny cuz if you just look at them, the first one looks a little cornier, a little but I felt like he looked a little more like a real clown. That is that's almost what made him a little scarier, well, it, you know. It, and I and I agree, and I think part of that though too is nostalgia, right? We we sure. saw we first saw that when we were like ten, uh, so we were much more sure. like I was scared. Like that was the movie that I watched with one eye covered, yep. but I couldn't I couldn't turn it off because it was such a good uh, TV movie. Yep. Uh, but I remember like my even my father who who was you know one of my heroes he's not afraid of anything i remember him seeing it like walking into the room and i'm watching it with one eye covered and he's like really they made this a tv movie like this is on tv like like you should have this should be rated r and so um yeah a fine film i'm with you though mark i there's something about the original clown yeah and it's so. Don't get me wrong. The new one is not bad. It's no, not no, bad no, in no, any way, shape, or form. Fantastic I'm not saying that. Crap. It's a fantastic job. I, you know, I I think maybe it was just a little too over the top for me. But even with that said, definitely scary. Definitely approve of your pick, Nick. And they definitely did the series justice. I think uh, with both of those movies. So. I did love in the newer movies that they were able to change the pitch of his voice and then like yeah. make his head get really big and things like that, um, which they just didn't have the technology to do so with the first one. Yep. The uh, one thing too, though, to keep in mind for those that have not seen it or don't know the story, the clown is really only one persona, mm -hmm. so to speak, of of the it, the monster itself, right. exactly. And, I'll throw this one at you here, boys. For those that have not read the book, this is a little extra creepy factor. In the book, the it also had a a male persona, John Gray, which is a whole new level of creepy. Like I was really surprised they didn't include that in the newer version of it. Mm -hmm. So maybe thirty years from now, when they make it again for the third time, they'll they'll <laughs> add that. <laughs> All right, quality, here, quality choice. Here's here is where where all the tough decisions are made. We're going to go to our number one picks, Mister B. Kick a, kick us off with the number one pick. Love your pick. Some of the stuff I might disagree with. I went with also it. Yes, for my Ooh, but I went yes. with the 2017, the first one because I thought that Great one choice. was more scary. Um, I, th I think it was something about having the kids involved that made it more scary to me. Mm -hmm. um, and also the research team hit with this. Part of it was the you only saw Pennywise very minimally. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I actually saw this. He only has a total throughout the whole film, four minutes of dialogue. 
Wow. And I think that's what made it scary for me, like, because he was much more mysterious at the beginning of, yeah. like, what is Pennywise and who is it? And, 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 uh, what's his name? Guy that played him. I'm blanking on his name. Bill Skarsgård, I thought, did an amazing job of playing yep. it because it's hard to follow up Tim Curry. Yep. For the awesome job he did in 1990. So I felt like he did a great job of recreating a different role, yep. but, the the 2017 it for me was my most scariest movie. God, I I think I watched it twice, and every time I'm like, God, I'm still scared. And we like we'd be walking down the street. Don't go near that sewer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and like after I think it was like middle. So that that came out in uh, September. So October, when uh, Halloween happened, where I lived, someone tied a red balloon to a sewer grate. Are you nice. serious? And I was like, first off, that's awesome. And I will screw you. I will kill the person that did that. <laughs> so this this red balloon with helium just was hanging on the sewer grate, like right nope. after this movie came out. And I'm like, nope. 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 I'm not going, I'm not going over there. That opening did, I, scene in the first one may be the best scene out of both any scene in both movies. Exactly. And that's what got me when the way they did that, that scene was just like, like, like you kind of knew it was coming if you watched the 1991, but it's still, they, they added their little twist to it. Just made it God terrifying. So yeah, it, it does it for me. And that was another one too. Like the budget was, I, I always, I like the budget thing. Cause it's always interesting to me. Like the budget still was not ridiculous. Like 30 to 40 million, give or take. Box really? office seven hundred million. Yeah, I'm surprised I, because I would have figured that would be a much more bigger budget movie. Me too. I mean, that's like when the research team hit me with that knowledge. I'm like, oh, I would have thought it would have been like a sixty, seventy, eighty million dollar budget, but no, mm-hmm. like forty million tops, banked seven hundred plus million. Like, ooh, that's. I wish I could have put fifty grand in that. Yeah, right. <laughs> put my toe in that pot. <laughs> so, I love that movie, and I'm looking forward to watching that. This Halloween season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They float, Georgie. And when you're oh, down here, no. too, you'll float, too. I'll yeah. Fly. And that's terrifying. <laughs> when you're down here, you'll float, too. And like, cool. Now I'll never sleep for three days. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, number one pick. Hit us. All right, boys. Number one. It's getting scary. I think even the, the if you look at the front of the advertisement for this movie. It is a house set in the background of a foggy, we'll call it a yard, like a farmhouse type yard with a arching tree that has a noose hanging from it. And that Mm -hmm. would be one, the conjuring. Yes. Quality pick, buddy. The Conjuring. Anybody that is familiar with Ed and Lorraine Warren will approve of this choice. This is based on uh, the 1968 Annabelle case. Um, They had friends, Debbie and Camila, say they have a possessed doll. And, uh, like, honestly, so the people that are cast, uh, Vera, I'm going to mess her name up. Vera Farmiga? Is that how you say her name? Nailed it. Is it? Okay. No. She's I don't am- know. <laughs> I don't know. She's amazing. Like, honestly. Vera, uh, Vera, like- Vera, uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, yeah. Farmiga. I don't want to say Farmiga. Yeah. Farmiga. 
she's she's incredible. Every movie I've seen her in, she's incredible. Um, and Patrick Wilson, who I believe is the one that plays Ed, and then right. gotta love Ron Livingston coming in Office Space. Come in on Friday. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> We're gonna promote you. <laughs> well, how about four or five people underneath you? Right underneath you. <laughs> This movie was just flat out creepy, man. And I, I went back and like started to look at some of the clips because it had been a little while since I saw it. And there's a scene where, so there's a cellar that's like blocked off as a part of this. And there's a scene where Vera or Lorraine goes behind the wall and she's starting to pull this rope that's out. And they ask, she asks them for this little uh, music box. That supposedly would, you know, was, was Annabelle's and they hand it to her and she starts to pull this rope out and she finds a noose at the end of it. And then the floor gives and she falls between nope. the walls all the way down to the cellar. Nope. Just creepy, man. Just absolutely creepy. Um, and, and Mark, isn't this is like loosely based off the studies of two people like that actually did Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so they're, so they're the ones from the um, big I'm holding big, up an Ed and Lorraine Warren book, Ghost big, Hunters. Big Nick, yes. big Nick has the book. So he's. I might need to borrow that book. Yeah. Nick. So I, I purchased this book when I was like 13 or 14. This is a fantastic book to read uh, at Halloween time. Um, but is it like, I mean, I'm sure they dram- dramatized it some, but like, it's pretty loosely based off like their experiences dealing with that stuff, which is even makes it more terrifying. Because yeah, like, I think they're the same couple from Amityville, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Well, yes. And they wrote several books too so i don't know if this one is uh this one is more uh it's been a few years since i've read it like i said i bought this when i was a kid but it's more this book's more about like multiple experiences different locations that they went for um to to seek out these ghosts uh, as the title implies ghost hunters yeah. i'm gonna need to borrow that big nick that and, looks and, like and that's read. that's what made the movie more scary for me is that even though i knew it was a entertainment film it was loosely based off like god did this stuff really happen and like yeah. that's just terrifying well and the last thing i'll say is they killed the damn dog again there's another dog that gets killed in this god movie. bless america what's like, with I'm, that save I, I the dogs like, i feel like every time there's a horror movie and there's a dog in it i'm like god damn it that dog's gonna die like it's just it's that's how they, hey, they pull on the heartstrings, Mark, man. we're dog lovers, buddy. I know. It, mm-hmm. it tears my heart apart, man. It makes me want to cry. Soft water marks. Anyway, boys, The Conjuring, if you haven't seen it, just go watch it. Amazing film. Um, that's what it's, I'm rolling with. It's soft water mark approved. Yes. Two thumbs, two soft thumbs up. So <laughs> that's a fantastic pick. And, you know, I complete happenstance that I have this book sitting next to me on my desk. The reason why is I was searching for, we always do a recommended reading or most weeks do a recommended reading on true crime garage. And I was looking to go outside of the realm of true crime, which I do sometimes and pick something more Halloween based. And this has been an old favorite of mine. So I pulled it off of the shelf and, and, Sorry, I'm going to get a little nerdy on you guys here for a second. Nerd it up, bud. Nerd so it up. I, I lo- like, so this is copyright 1989. I probably bought this in 91 or 2. But this is one of those old paperbacks, and only nerds will get this. Only the old bookworms will get this. But I love the old 
books, the old paperbacks where you get an advertisement for other books. Yes. You can, so it's an order form. The last page of this That's book awesome. is an order form that you can order other books by uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So fantastic pick. I've not seen that one, and I will throw this out. I what? Did say, I did say earlier that uh, the scary movies, a lot of them don't scare me these days. There's a certain weird uneasiness that I get when I watch the demon based uh, mm-hmm. possession type ones. Yes. Like I, I, I have no understanding of that thing. Like it's very, it's very, that stuff is very, a little extra spooky. Like I will not watch a demon movie unless there's somebody else with me. Like well, it, and, and, it and, that, me and, and this one makes you feel that way. Mark, Ooh. again, I love the pick because you feel that way because because it's so super unknown natural. Like you're just like, what is happening here? Yeah, I mean it's it's just it, it's very very creepy. And, and I mean, basically, there's a doll and it's. The demon claims to be a seven-year-old girl, and just watch it, Nick. You you will appreciate it, man. And, and obviously, I think anytime you have a horror series that spawns, Mr. looks a little scared right now. Yeah. I can see he's a little scared. <laughs> it spawns into a series of like Conjuring Two, Conjuring Three, it's a little unsettled. Like yeah. there's a whole slew of Conjuring movies in that realm now. You know it's good. So. Well, there's a, a a meme or a picture I saw in. It, that Annabelle doll, like I don't, I, I'm sure it's a replica. And Mike Tyson is kissing the doll, and there, and the <laughs> meme says, "This is the first time Annabelle was terrified." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Also, side note: The Conjuring, also a fine song by Megadeth, off of the 1986 Ooh. album "Peace Sells, But Who's Buying." Well played, sir. All right. All right. Time for the Big Nick number one pick. And I went with a psychological horror film. That's what they're choosing to call this one. Uh, This one was written, co-produced, and directed by the great Jordan Peele, who's actually known for comedy Mm. writing and sketch comedy. Uh, He's his superstar in that realm, but then very quickly became a superstar in the horror film realm. And this was his uh, directorial debut. And this movie, have you guys seen this one? Yes, I already this know what you're going to say. Love it. This is a fine movie, and I tell you what, the, the one of the reasons that I loved it the most is that there are some there are some very creepy parts and scary parts in this movie. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because I still I still feel like as popular as this movie was and critically acclaimed as it was, that I still feel like there's a lot of people out there that have not seen it. Uh, this had a budget of four and a half million dollars, grossing two hundred and fifty-five million dollars worldwide at the box office. Uh, it was also it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. It also earned nominations for all kinds of other uh, potential awards. So this was one of those rare occasions where you have a horror film. Remember, we talked about this years ago on one of our. Um, no phones episodes, I believe, yep. where we were talking about Jaws and The Exorcist and Get Out. They all were nominated for Best Picture. And it's very rare that you get a horror film uh, that's rare. nominated for Best Picture. And so that just 
that tells you it all. Like this, when I saw this movie afterward, I, I well, always big Nick. Make sure you know. So the movie is Get Out. Is Get Out. Sorry, okay. I, I I did say it, but I think I he said was it. So real scared, quick. he didn't want to say yeah, the title. He, he didn't want to say the title, but it was Get Out by Jordan Peele. Yes, Get Out by Jordan Peele. And here's the thing: you already knew the guy was bright and talented individual, but when I saw this movie, walking away from it, I was like. That dude might be a genius. Like the the writing, the directing of this movie, it's the perfect amount of scary. But but I also like it. Really made me reminded me of the old Twilight Zone series that I loved so much. Oh, nailed it on the head right there, buddy. And so I loved that aspect of it. It's like that really smart horror film. So. And again, it does have some pretty scary moments, some very intense moments, a lot of action in it, too, toward the end. It, it, it moves yeah. kind of slow in the beginning, which a lot of people think, uh, I heard it's kind of slow in the beginning. No, it's it, 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 it's, it's a slow burn. It, mm-hmm. It's slow in the beginning, but through that slow part, that's when it psychologically Fs you up. Right. Yep. He's purposely trying to F you up a little bit mentally before it gets into the, the scary stuff. So Big Nick, this was my number four, just so you know, buddy. It oh. was it was very close to my list. I, I yes. love the pick, buddy. And uh, yeah, you're right. You you nailed it on the head, buddy. Money. Yeah, re- really good stuff. I watched this one actually with my mom, ironically. She loves horror movies. Like she's all about them. So she'll probably love this episode. Did you guys and- have some gorp? Had to have Gorp. You can't can't do movie night with no. All gorp. right, come on now. And also, a little frustrated was not invited for that movie night. That's that's a good point. Uh, Next time you're in, and I think for those that who, Gorp for you who have not seen Get Out, I better give a little bit of teaser as far as the plot goes, and I, I'm going to keep it very short because okay. I think a lot of people still have not seen this one. The plot follows a young black man who uncovers shocking secrets when he meets the family of his white girlfriend. Now that seems a little, maybe a little trite, but guess what? It it gets really weird and bizarre, Real fast, yeah, very quickly. It's a weird white family, <laughs> yeah. And look, I love the movies where you're able to easily follow the movie and the story and the plot, but also not fully be able to understand what is going on or what they're trying to tell you. And that is how portions of this movie are. Yeah, I, I like to be surprised. And this one certainly did it for me where I was like, whoa, what that was out of left field. And then it even gets more left field as it goes. And that I think that's what is a great yeah. writing of the movie of it just kind of keeps getting weirder and weirder. And then till the end, you're like, what the hell just happened there? So it continues to go sideways until the yeah. very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent pick, Big Nick. I love right. it. Hey, tune into our previous episode uh, where we talk about family-friendly, easier-to-watch, more fun-type Halloween movies. And tell your friends about our picks here on the scary movies for the 2010s. Get out that popcorn, pop that cork, get yourself a beer, and make sure you come back and tune into the big kids next week. They did the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash